Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Gleam Podcast, fastest hour of the week. We're so glad that you've took time out of your schedule to join us tonight as we dive into God's Word and uncover the truths of His Word that when we apply to our life, it will help us to navigate the storms of life and it will help us in every area of our life because God wants us blessed and He wants us knowledgeable in every area of our life. So we're going to jump into this, and tonight's subject is, is hell real? Because a lot of people, I believe, think that hell is a fictitious place. I think, you know, they they don't want to accept that there is a place that we're going to go. Uh, last week, we talked about heaven and where we're going as believers, but I believe that we also need to look at where we're going to be kept from. And... As things are getting darker in the earth, things are getting, uh, you know, uh, it, it's just like the Bible says, as as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. And we're seeing these things as darkness and gross darkness covers the earth. Every vile and perverse thing that you can imagine is taking place right in front of our eyes. Uh, when it goes anything from abortion uh, to the... Uh, you know, homosexual movement that we've seen uh, to the drag queens and transgenderism and these things where these are all perverse things that the Bible speaks about. And our job as believers is to be a voice, a trumpet shouting in the wilderness. It's almost in these end times we have to be like John the Baptist about preparing the way for the coming of the Son of Man just as he did. And people may look at us a little crazy, may think we're a little weird, uh, but that's all right because we have to be that voice to let people know that there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Jesus spoke more about hell, and the Bible as a whole spoke more about hell than it did about heaven. Why is that? Because there is a very, very... uh, big importance, I would say, on where you don't want to go. And just with Jesus himself, he talks about heaven is an, or hell is an eternal place. It's a physical place, and it's also a horrifying place. I believe sometimes we, we may have a struggle in, in our minds of comprehending what eternity is. You know, we talked this last week about we are eternal beings. We have a, a spirit that is eternal. We have a soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions, and a body, which is our outward appearance, and it's what we live in here in this, on this earth. We, some people refer to it as our earth suit. But that's not the end. When this, this body dies, the Bible talks about, you know, that, that our bodies will, will degrade in, as we get older, and, and when we die, we're either going to heaven or we're going to hell. And I know some people don't, don't want to accept that. They, they want to live in their sin. They want to continue doing the things they're doing in their flesh to, to justify and to, to gratify their flesh, but they don't realize what it is in the end that, that they're going to be facing. So tonight we're going to talk about these things. And starting out, when we talk about hell is eternal, 
you have to understand that when you leave this place, like I just said, you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. There's no in-between. There's no negotiations. There's no do-overs. Let me try this one more time. When that trumpet sounds, when Jesus comes and gets his people, and then we go into heaven in the tribulation, then when he comes back, there's no do-overs again. And, you know, some people like to say, well, you you know, it's a, a saying I think we've all heard is, you're never guaranteed, you're never promised tomorrow. And while that is true, you have to understand, you know, uh, if you if you leave here today or if you leave here tomorrow, whether it be a, a tragic accident or uh, something, sickness hits your body, and you don't know who Jesus is, if you've not accepted him as your Lord and personal Savior, when you die, that's already been determined. Are you going to heaven or are you going to hell? So I, I want to look at these things as an eternal, the eternal aspect. You have to be ready. Now, I do believe if you're a believer that we have a right, like the Bible says, to live until we're satisfied. I believe that we can stand upon his word for healing, for safety, pray Psalms 91 over our homes and believe God's word, and he will keep us. But there's a lot of people out there that don't know these truths, and they believe that you just live life, and when you die, you die. But the problem with that is, is they're forgetting about eternity. That is forever, never ending. And in Matthew chapter 25, verses 41, Jesus said, Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed into the everlasting fire prepared for the devils and his angels. So you see, this place, hell, was not designed. It was never created for you and I. It was created for demons. It was created for Satan. But because of sin and because people making the wrong choice, not choosing Jesus, not choosing to live their life consecrated to him and living a holy life, and the Bible says, Seek ye holiness, for without such no man shall see the Father. So we see people that are, are thinking that because they do good works or because they're nice to people, that they're going to make it to heaven when it plainly says, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting, see, everlasting, that means eternal, fire that was prepared not for you and me, but prepared for the devil and his angels. So we see that hell is eternal. It's a, a re, not a rest. There'll be no rest there, but it's an eternal place that you'll go to. Also, hell we talked about is a physical place. It is an actual place where people will go and the devil and demons will go. And in Matthew 10, 28, he said here, and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So you see, there's going to be a physical uh, place that you'll go and there'll be physical pain that you will experience. That's never ending, never can be quenched, never done away with. I know I think some people have a mindset that, 
well, even if we go to hell, it will only be for a short period of time. Well, I hate to upset your apple cart and, and, and mess your theology up, but once you go to hell, it's eternal. That is the place you will spend eternity, which is a, a whole lot longer than the natural life we live, and you'll do it in pain, in anguish. The Bible talks about gnashing of teeth, which is grinding of teeth. That's frustration and, and fear. So we know that hell is a physical place as well as an eternal place. The third thing that we see is that it's horrifying. It is a horrifying place. And in Mark chapter 10, verse 43, he said, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better if you enter into life maimed rather than having two hands to go to hell into the fire that shall never be quenched. So you see, even here, Jesus is talking about, he said, you will enter into life. I take that to, to mean, and I, I think that this is a part we, we sometimes struggle with, we have not even yet to begin to live. We, we have yet to begin to live life. This is just a prelude to our life because it is eternal with our Savior. And it says here, it's better to go into life, meaning go into eternity in heaven maimed, than to go into hell with both hands because the fire there shall never be quenched. I don't know about you, but many of you may be like me, and at some time or another you have... Uh, have burnt yourself, and immediately when you burn yourself, you your reflexes is to pull away, and even when you pull away, it's still there's pain there, and you know how bad that hurts, and you may have seen videos, I know I have, about uh, people that have been severely burned over majority parts of their bodies. You know, um, myself being with our local fire and rescue team for over 22 years, and also being with Charlotte Fire Department for a few years, I experienced firsthand people being burnt and the anguish and the pain that they experienced. Imagine that times 100 or even greater because it's a pain that will never be quenched, never be stopped. It's something you, you can't get rid of. You won't get numb to it. It will constantly be there. So I believe, you know, that we need to take these things into consideration. As time is running out, we, we've talked about in previous podcasts that there's no other prophecies in the Bible that need to be fulfilled for Jesus to come again. And if that's his return is that close, we know the rapture is even closer. And some people say, well, yeah, but if I miss it now, I'll just wait till in the tribulation and get saved. You may not have that opportunity. Do I believe that there'll be saints, people saved during the tribulation? Absolutely, most definitely. But you may not be the one that gets that option. You may not make it through it. You may not make it into any of it. So you need to know now, it, <coughs> excuse me, it's time to quit playing games, you know, I believe living your life without Jesus, living your life without him as Lord and Savior of your life is no different than playing Russian roulette with a loaded handgun. The di one difference is that every chamber 
is loaded instead of when you play Russian roulette, the only one is. Serving God is a win for you. It is the, it is the direction that you need for your life. Living life without him, you're destined for failure. You're destined for hell. And, you know, a lot of people seem to think that, well, I'll just wait till tomorrow. I'll get it tomorrow. I, I'm going to wait and get saved when I start doing better. I need to quit doing this, or I need to quit doing that so Jesus will accept me. Jesus said, come just as you are. He's the only one that can change you. You cannot change yourself and ever make yourself worthy to be accepted into the fold, into the gospel, into the, the body of Christ. You have to just come as you are saying, I am in need of a Savior, and Jesus will take you, and he will change your life. So a lot of people seem to think that I, I, I was reading an article, and these people seem to think that hell is going to be a place where uh, people that don't believe in Jesus will go, that don't believe in God. This is a place they'll go. And one of the comments was, it's where me and all my drinking buddies are going to go, and we're going to drink beer all the way into eternity. Yeah, I was as shocked as you are when I read that statement because their people actually think, well, hell won't be that bad. You know, and other people make the statement, you know, well, I'm living hell on earth. It can't get any worse than this. Well, listen, Buttercup, you, you hadn't seen a, 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 an inkling of the suffering that will be you'll be facing if Jesus is not Lord and Savior of your life. And some of you may be watching right now and you, yeah, but why are you being so hard about this? Why, why are you making this so scary? Because it's the truth. I believe a lot of times we in the American society especially, we have been so conditioned to being patty cake and patted on the back. Our egos have been stroked. We've been told that, oh, you can do this and you can get away with that and everything's okay. And we have gotten away from preaching the truths of God's word. Yes, God is a God of love, but he's also a just God. He's also a righteous God. And he's not going to allow someone that's not served him to enter in to a kingdom of the same people that served him. And I know some people say, well, if God loves me so much, why would he let me go to hell? Well, my question for you is if you understand God's love for you, if you understand his grace and his mercy upon your life, why would you not want to serve him? Why would you want to go to hell? Why would you not want to give your all to him and serve him with every ounce of your being? You see, you have to be able to serve God with everything. He has to be your all in all. And when you create that kind of relationship, then and only then can you be for sure that I'm going to heaven, I'm not going to hell. Because hell, like I said earlier, was not created for you and I. It was created for Satan and his, his angels that fell. But because of sin, there's going to be many of us, many people here on this earth because they wouldn't accept Jesus, wouldn't live according to the standards of the Bible, will miss spending eternity in heaven, and they'll be in pain and torment for eternity in hell where they were never, ever 
meant to go. And, you know, we have to understand, too, some people think that, well, when you get to hell, that, that Satan's going to be tormenting you and, and his angels, demons, will be tormenting you. But you see, when you study the scripture, you have to understand that they'll also be in their judgment. They'll also be in their torment and pain. So this is the righteous judgment of God poured out upon Satan and his angels and all of those people that would not accept his son as savior of their life. So moving into the next part, the question, I think some people, well, then if that's the case, who, who is it that will go to hell? Well, when you look in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, Paul says here, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Well, you're, you're probably thinking, well, wait a minute. If all sin, then that means everybody's going to hell? No, not everybody. But we're all in a sin state. When Adam fell, when he took part in the forbidden fruit, when he eat that, he signed over the lease to the earth to the enemy because you see in the beginning of time when God created the heavens and the earth, he says in Genesis, he give Adam dominion. That means authority and power over everything on the earth. He give it, uh, Adam that power, that authority. But when Adam sinned, he signed that lease, that agreement, that title over to Satan. And Satan has been the God of this world, not the supreme God, but the God of this world. And he's controlled men from the beginning of time, and he has tried to get them away from God. But here's what we also know. John 3.16, and everybody is very familiar with that passage of Scripture, but we're going to look at John 3.16 through 18. And it says, For God so loved the world that he gave, his only begotten son, that whoever, that, that includes you or me, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son. So you see, we're all condemned to hell until we confess Jesus as Lord and Savior of our life. And when we accept him, we have been taken out of that, that condemnation, out of that condemning state that we were in, the fallen state of man, and we've been put in the righteous priesthood of our heavenly father. So you can begin to understand that there is a dire importance that we begin to take uh, uh, what am I uh, stock of our life, take inventory of our life. God, is there anything in my life that would keep me from coming into your kingdom? Is there anything in my life that is affecting my walk with you that's hindering it so that I'm not hearing your voice clearly? Some of you, you may still be fighting it. You may be trying to run from God, but I can tell you that that's a futile thing. Just drop right where you are, surrender your life to him, 
because hell, the Bible says, and I, because of time, we can't go through all the scriptures, but you should do a research on this because I know in Job, uh, the Bible talks about utter darkness. Now, I don't know about you, but dark is dark, but you also know that there are different levels of dark. Uh, as the sun begins to set of an evening, you know, as the sun goes down, I can, and even at night at the house, even in the dark, I can see my hand right in front of my face. But I have been in places through being with the fire department, fighting fire, doing things, that I have been in smoke-filled rooms before with fire, and it was so thick that I could, could not literally see my hand in front of my face. This is what this utter darkness is talking about. It's utter darkness, meaning it's thick. You can't see through it. So you, you've, you've got that in hell. The gnashing or grinding of teeth, which I talked about earlier, is, you know, fear. It's going to be anxiety. All of these things because you're going to be tormented with pain that's never ending. It's not going to be something your body just adjusts to and you get used to it. You know, like some of us, as we get older, you get aches and pains and when they first happen, it kind of bothers you, and then you kind of live with it. You know, if it uh, it's just a small pain, you kind of get used to it to the point your body kind of builds around that pain. But in hell, that's not going to be possible. You know, and another thing is we think, I think people sometimes, they seem to think that in hell, uh, you're going to be around a lot of people. But you see, you're all alone. You're all by yourself, even though there may be other people there. You're all isolated to your own demise, your own sin, your own shortcomings, and not accepting Jesus. You are by yourself. And I think that's a part that will be also f very fearful, full of fear, and cause the grinding of teeth that the Bible uh, talks about over and over and over the other thing, and we've hit on this a few times already tonight, is an unquenchable fire. You have to understand that this fire will never let up. It will never stop. And I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I want to kind of use an analogy of thirst. There's been times, you know, uh, you eat certain foods, and it don't seem like after you eat it that you can drink enough liquid, but finally you, you drink enough water or whatever it may be, and it will quench your thirst. It will satisfy you to where you can move on. But this is an unquenchable fire. There's nothing you can do, nothing that can happen that will quench this fire from your body and from your life. And, you know, that's painful, very painful in itself. But I think even as bad as all of these things are, you know, the utter darkness, the gnashing of, and grinding of teeth, the unquenchable fire, I believe that the worst part of hell is that it's eternal. you got to listen to me. This is not temporary. It is an eternal, which means forever, sealed and done. There's no do-overs or go-backs. There's no grace periods. There's no halfway point. It's eternal. Eternal separation from the Lord God Almighty. That, to me, is, is the worst thing about all of it. 
because I think a lot of people think that they're going to go to hell and they're going to cry out, and if God's truly merciful, then, yeah, he's going to have mercy and compassion on us, and he's going to, but once you go into hell, you will be eternally separated. And as eternity it continues, the longer it goes, the more your hatred and your disdain for God will be because you're in the same boat as Satan. You're in that same, you chose to go the path of Satan, so you get Satan's reward which is his ultimate punishment of being cast into the lake of fire and being there for eternity. Second uh, Thessalonians, uh, first chapter, verse 9, it says that they will be punished with an everlasting destruction and shut out of or shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. Never again... Will you, would you be able to experience the presence of God? And though it may be some of you watching and you may have backslidden, you may have been in church for a while and maybe something happened uh, because of people and you, you walked away from God, but you had at one time experienced his presence. And there may be some of you that are watching that you know exactly what I'm, you're thinking right now, boy, I love his presence. Think about what it would be like to be eternally separated from the presence of God. And the Bible says in his presence is fullness of joy. Well, everybody wants joy. Everybody wants happiness and to feel whole. And that's what you are in his presence. But when you're eternally separated from God, there'll be no hope. You see, we understand according to Scripture, the Bible says it, it rains on the just and the unjust. God's grace and his mercies are sent to the just and the unjust. This is all Scripture. But when that's here on the earth, because some of you may be, what? well, how can God have mercy and grace on sinners? And how can he do? Because you and I both once were that. But then we accepted Jesus. You see, God has grace and mercy on creation because it's his creation. It's his prized possession. But in the end, if we don't choose him, we'll never experience. See, even sinners have hope. Even sinners have belief that it, it can get better. There's things I can do to make choice, better choices and live a better life. But the problem with that is, is if you don't accept Jesus, in the end, when you're separated from his eternal presence, the presence of God, you won't have hope. Hope will not be something you'll ever find, you'll even desire. It will always be anger, frustration, disappointment, and pain. So, you know, that's something definitely that you need to think about. Also in Matthew chapter 25, verse 41, Jesus says here, Then he shall say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devils and his angels. We talked about that scripture earlier, and you have to understand through that, what is it going to be like for people that have said, well, I've done this and I've done that. And, you know, sometimes I think people think just because you got saved that it's an automatic get out of hell free card, but it's not. Just salvation by itself, if the only thing you ever do 
don't mishear me on this. Hear, hear the truths of what I'm saying <clears throat> is just because you got saved and that's all you ever done and then you went back to living your life the way you were before, you never got, really got saved. You confessed it with your mouth, but you didn't believe it in your heart. And you see, the Bible even talks to He says, Jesus will say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. But these people in the previous scripture say, we cast out devils in your name. We healed the sick in your name. What happened? They confessed Jesus with their mouth, but sometime, somewhere along the way, them believing that he was the Savior in their heart, it left them and they went for personal gain. And you see, these people, I never want to hear Jesus say, depart from me. I want to hear Jesus say, come, enter in to thy reward. So you see, that full separation from God, to hear God say, depart from me, you'll never hear his voice again after that moment. That That is, uh, I mean, that should shake you to the core there. Also in Matthew chapter 25, verse 46, it says, Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. So you see, there's either eternal punishment or there's eternal life. You're going to either be a sinner or you're going to be considered righteous. So as bad as it is to just go to hell and, and go through the pains that we talked about, the worst one, I believe, is that eternal separation from God. And if you're watching tonight and you think, well, I don't want to be eternally separated from God. I, I, I want to know him. I want to, to ask him into my heart. Or you may be going, you know, I've walked away and I have experienced his presence and, and I want that back. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus uh, the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you have to right now where you are, you have to make up your mind that Jesus is Lord of all not just in your head, but in your heart, you have to believe, you have to settle it, that Jesus is Lord, and then confess it with your mouth. You can't just confess him without believing. You see, God's not some uh, lawyer or some boss man sitting on a throne that you can pull a fast one over on. God is all in all. He knows all, and he knows the condition of your heart. He knows the works of your heart. So you have to believe that Jesus is Lord of all. And then you have to confess him with your mouth. And quit, you know, don't believe the things that the world portrays. You know, even growing up, we watched cartoons where we believed that Satan was some bodily form person that jumped around with a red suit, had a pointed tail and a pitchfork, and made jokes to people. And, you know, that's not at all who he is. Then we had uh, this series that come on, um, I don't know what uh, network put it out, but there was a series, Lucifer. And it was, a you know, I, I don't know the whole storyline because I didn't watch it. 
but it was basically about a, a man that be, he, he Lucifer took on bodily form and had this group of friends and all this stuff and and people be, were beginning to like him and and you may say well yeah but that's that's just a TV show but no it, it made number one. You know, Satan's the god of this world. He's not going to put a show out there with his name on it and not make it enticing to be watched. But the Bible says that Satan, when we're allowed to see him for what he really is, what what he has been brought down to, because according to the Bible, at one time Satan was the most beautiful, Lucifer, was he was the morning star. He was the most beautiful angel or being that was created and then when he fell he has tried to get us to believe that he's something that he's not that he's powerful that he has power the only power that satan has is what you and i allow him to have because jesus said he had all power you see jesus went to hell jesus has already been into the pits of hell and the demons and satan they thought they had him but then he began to move, and the Bible says that he made a show of Satan openly, and he took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He took the keys to the place that you and I were destined to go to, and because he took those keys and because he paid that ultimate sacrifice, he shed his blood for you and me. Now, death is not my final resting place. Hell is not my final resting place. And death is not my final resting place. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I know you may say, well, I thought you was talking about hell. Well, it's hard for me to, to, not, to, to not talk a little about heaven because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord it means when I exhale my last breath, when you exhale your last breath here on earth, when you inhale that next breath, you're sitting or standing at the feet of Jesus. Man, how awesome is that? I'm not going to hell. I'm going to spend eternity with my heavenly father, with my family, my loved ones that's gone before me. You see, the pros for heaven far outweigh anything that this earth or hell, because hell has nothing to offer. The world makes you think it has things to offer, but that road leads to destruction. And don't let people tell you like Oprah and different ones that, that come out, don't let them tell you that, oh, there's multiple ways to heaven. There's only one, and his name is Jesus. Without accepting Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, you'll never enter in the gates of heaven. You could do all the good works you want, but you're going to spend an eternity in hell. And don't let the media and this world, these TV shows, make hell to be some comical place, some place that's just fun and games, and it might be a little hot there, and there might be a fire over in the corner and a little smoke coming out of this wall and, you know, a few bad things like that. It is a place of eternal pain and suffering. And, you know, just the thought, I don't, you know... I'd never really thought about this until I began to study this, but just the thought of being eternally separated from Jesus. I just, you know, I don't know what that does to you. You know, Josh, you might want to jump. What does that do to you when you think about being eternally separated from God? 
yeah. Can can you just? I mean, can 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 we fathom it? Yeah. You know, can we fathom being in a place of torment and torture? Can we? Uh, can we really process all all that goes with that and all that the Bible describes as what hell is like? And to answer that question, no, I can't. I don't want to be <coughs> separated. There's an innate fear in me that doesn't want that. I want to be close to God. I want to know God more. I want to see, feel, and touch heaven mm-hmm. for myself. Uh, I want to have a relationship with Jesus. I want to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I want to know what the Word says for my life. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can't fathom it, uh, but I can also understand how people will put themselves in that situation and, and wind up being there one day. Yeah. Um, and that right there is troublesome to any, should be troublesome to any believer. Yeah. Um, we, we are to deter folks from that place by giving them an opportunity to enjoy heaven. You know, like the Bible says, uh, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. I want to be in that presence. Mm-hmm. I want to be in that place um, for forever. And I, I think we, I don't know if we talked about this last week when we talked about heaven. You know, sometimes we look as an eternity as like a like a line, like a horizontal line. Yeah. That just keeps going and going and going. What if eternity is like in circular? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that there's only like a small segment that we have that we think eternity is, but and actually it's a in this this the expand of it. And how is that that's an unmeasurable distance? Yeah. And so you can't measure you can't you know, measure the turning. Now, Josh, you got scripture to support all that. No, that's just my, that's just my thought of how, how to look at it because I've seen illustrations done through other people of like, you know, they used a rope, but a rope, a rope gives us like a linear perspective of, of that. I don't mm-hmm. think it works in that. I think we, we only see the smaller, small amounts of heaven um, in a circular formation because it keeps going. Right. It doesn't stop. Yeah. You, you know, there's no stop. You can't push a button. All right, I'm gonna stop eternity here. Yeah. That's it. And you know, there's no more. No, it's just gonna be something that continues to keep going and going and going. Um, and that's something that I don't think we can fathom. Well, imagine that being in hell. Yeah. It's just never ending. You want to get out of something. You want to get out of the torment. Of uh, you want to get out of uh, of that whatever that pressure. And I, I like listening to people that have said they've gone to hell mm-hmm. and I, I listen to that with, uh, with an open stance to listen to their perspective, to understand their thought process on it, where, you know, what happened. And the funniest things, if you listen to those stories long pretty well, they entertangle themselves pretty good mm-hmm. and, and they're different. They're different opinions uh, of things and, and they see things differently. And, God has ministered to people differently in those. Um, and so just to hear those stories is more intriguing. And also there's more horror in it than probably any movie could be put together. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and so um, I, it, it's just a place that for the, for everybody listening there that I don't want anybody to go to. Uh, I want to see you in heaven. I want to see us all there and everybody. Um, you know, it's our job and our duty as as believers to 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 lead an example in this world, to be that light to this world, 
and to show people who Jesus is. That's all yeah. I got. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I like the, the direction you were going with that. Our life, our life, you, you can't, you know, uh, you were taught in school to create timelines. Right. And every line, just like we used to talk about with a piece of rope, you could take a rope and wrap a rope or draw a line around the world yeah. numerous times. But irregardless, that line has a beginning and that line has an end. Right. But with a circle, it's unbroken. Yep. It's never ending. And I believe that, that that's a good analogy is this natural life is a timeline. We, we live, we have a, a beginning date and we have an end date. You know, I, I, I preached a message one time called The Dash. And what that talked about is, you know, on your tombstone, on your grave marker, it has your name and it has the date you were born with a dash and then the date you died. And your whole life is conduced down to that dash. And that's, that's what we have to deal with here in the earth. We have a timeline. But with eternity, once we step into it, there is no end. We just step into it, and I believe it is that circle. Eternity is more of a circle uh, than it is a line. So, you know, because it, once we step into it, it is forever. There's no stepping back out of it or any of that. It is eternal, going on forever. So, you know, I think that's some things that we need to, to, to contemplate. You need to think about those things. And, you know, I told a couple today that I met with, uh, that's doing some great things in the ministry. I met with them and we were talking about, you know, serving God and, and in everything we do, we want Christ glorified him to be the center of everything that we do. And, you know, I don't want to be a Christian and you shouldn't want to be a Christian that wants to straddle that fence. You know, I want to hang on to the world just as much as possible, but I want more of my life with Jesus you need to get the mindset that I want to be so enveloped in God's presence that when I look back towards the world, I can't even see the fence that I used to try to straddle. I can't even see what that looks like because it doesn't look natural to me. Things of heaven should look more natural to us than the things and the events that are going on in this world. And that by itself should be a reason why you don't want to go to hell. You don't want to end up in a place and eternity separated from Christ, separated from God with no hope, no, nobody to, to grab you by the arm and say, man, we're going to pray through this. Nobody to encourage you. All of that will be gone for eternity, never to be found again. So guys, I really want you to take this podcast tonight and I really want you to meditate on the things that we've talked about, the scriptures we've given. Go back and meditate on these scriptures. Make sure in your life that you have took an inventory, you've took stock of your life and of your family and make sure that you're right with God, that you're on the right track with him and that you're getting further into him and further away from the things of this world. Because God said in his word, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Yes, God will meet you right where you are. 
and you might be right in the middle of uh, the biggest satanic realm or events going on, but God says, I'll meet you right where you are if you'll just cry out to me. He'll meet you right where you are, and he'll get you and snatch you out of the hands of the enemy and set you into an eternal life in heaven, in glory, where there is no pain, no suffering, no tears, and no worries. Guys, I appreciate you tuning in again tonight. I'm so excited about what God is doing. I, I feel a, a charge in my spirit as we're going into the fall of this year of the things that God's going to begin to, to do in our lives and through our lives. People are wanting answers. People want to know the truth. And I believe as this world gets darker, our lights are going to shine brighter. And when somebody's lost, they always will walk towards a light. Are you going to be that light to draw the lost out of the darkness and into the light of God's word? Guys, I hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget, hit the like button, then go to the other side of the screen, hit that share button. Share this on your social media. You text it to somebody. Somebody that you know needs to hear that there's a heaven to gain and there's a hell to shun. On our podcast platforms, go out there, support those, download them, listen to them on your phone, send those to your friends as well. Do your part to help us spread the gospel to the other most parts of the earth so that when you get to heaven, somebody may walk up to you and say, thank you for sharing that podcast because you shared that podcast me and my family accepted Jesus Christ. And see, isn't that amazing? You didn't have to preach a word. All you had to do was share with someone else that you know. And because of that, they accepted Jesus. Guys, we love you. I pray God's hand of protection over your life for all that are watching and his hand of favor be going before you in every area of your life so that you realize that his favor is upon you and he wants you blessed. Guys, we'll see you next week. Be blessed.